One more hour to go for me today. It's time for Lunch with Listeners. I'm Terry Blunt along with Jackson Feltz. Jason Puckett is on vacation for July 4th week. He'll be back next week for his new show with Cliff Averill, former defensive end of the Seattle Seahawks, a great guy. We've all been looking forward to this show and for him coming aboard for a long time. It's going to be a lot of fun. He's a great guy, and you'll really enjoy the things he has to say. So in this segment, we want to talk a little bit about what we've had you guys text all show, and you've done a fantastic job, by the way, sending in your text to the Heritage Distilling text line at 49451 on who can think of the most creative thing of what's next or who's next for the Golden State Warriors, who seem to be the team with everything. And there's been a ton of good ones already. Uh, It just goes on and on and on. So I think Jackson and I are going to name our top three at this point. And then at the end of the next segment, we'll announce the winner. And you're going to win a $25 certificate to Georgetown Brewery. Really cool gift. First time I've been able to uh, give a prize away here, and I'm pretty excited about it. So there's tons of these. There's a Most of them we have already talked about, but there's a few. We even had a God one here that we talked about, that we said somebody's going to do this. Or in the 206, it said, God has actually left the heavens above to sign with the Warriors. So, yeah, we, we, kind, of, uh, we kind of previewed that, that that might be coming. But there's a lot of really great ones here. One in here talks about they're going to, at the Oracle Arena, they're going to make a five-point line instead of a three-point line <laughs> for whatever side of the court the Warriors are playing on. Okay, so there's that one. So I'm going to pick, well, first I'm going to let Jackson pick his top three of the ones that are his finalists for uh, what he thinks deserves the the 25 bucks from Georgetown Brewery. All right, I'm going to start with one that came in at 10.50-ish. Uh, they said here that uh, the just in the Warriors are going to sign the Kool-Aid guy every time they advertise <laughs> the three-point shot he he. Uh, Let's see. Every time advertised three-point shot is made, he jumps up and says, "Oh yeah!" In the uh, in the Kool Aid man, you know, perfect. That now those those were the Kool Aid commercials, right, Terry? Where the Kool Aid yeah, where he jumps out, like, oh, yeah. basically slams through the wall. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna go with that one as one of my top ones uh, for the creativity because I always give points for creativity. Uh, two by three at the start of the show sent uh, Jeffrey the Toys R Us giraffe is going to be joining the Golden State Warriors. Uh, I love that one too. And then I'm still in hunt for my number three i've really liked the monsters from space jam are reportedly in talks with golden state warriors the bigfoot one that you read earlier in the show that the golden state warriors have captured tamed and taught the game of basketball to legendary <laughs> bigfoot that was great um i liked amazon alexa that was a funny funny submission All as right. well uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm still looking for my number for third three okay right here's now. here's some of mine uh I love the the one that they're going to clone Michael Jordan. He's going to be out there, so that's one of mine. Uh, Another one would be Stone Cold Steve Austin comes in for beer and whiskey, brings (laughs) beer and whiskey. That's two of mine. In my third, I'll do one for for the old folks here and say that Diane Cannon and Jack Nicholson are going to leave the Lakers where they've been forever at courtside and move to the Oracle Arena and cheer for the Warriors from now on. So those would be my three. And uh, so we have some great ones to choose from, and uh, Jackson's going to uh, hedge his bet on his third one there a little bit. And I think I've actually found it. The, okay. four, the 425 sent one in that the Golden State has officially hired the person formerly in charge of the UMBC Twitter account to run their <laughs> account. Now, do you remember that, yeah. that it, when, when, the six, when the 16 over one, and it was UMBC, the, the Golden Retrievers or whatever it was, over Virginia? 
and the Twitter account for UMBC was epic <laughs> for about greatness. for about a week. It was just going off on on every chance they could that's they could right. get to remind that they were the first sixteen to beat a one. So hiring, that's very creative. Hiring so. the Twitter account person from UMBC to run the Golden State Twitter account that that's one of my favorites. That's well. a very good one. Like it a lot. So those guys all have a chance. To get your $25 certificate at Georgetown Brewery. I also want to talk a little bit about our Twitter vote survey that Jackson put up earlier, and that is a July 4th idea. And what is your number one goal for July 4th? Uh, that was avoid family arguments, avoid blowing up your hand, avoid overcooking meat, or avoid the dog freaking out. Really close. That was a good one, because I like it when all four of them are kind of in the hunt. and yeah. the, So that was a good one. So right now, it looks like the winner is going to be avoid overcooking your meat. No dad wants to go out on the grill and screw up the hamburger, hot dog, steak, whatever it might be. So that's, but it's close at 30%, only four percentage points back, is avoid the dog freaking out. That was my vote because uh, that's a real pain in the butt. Uh, 20% is avoid blowing up your hand, which I've done. And 16% was avoid family arguments. I guess, you know, the, the, the only deal with the family arguments thing is people think of that more as their Thanksgiving problem when you have your crazy uncle come in for Thanksgiving dinner, you know, whatever it might be. So they probably think, like, if we did, I bet if we did that as a choice for Thanksgiving, that would be the winner. Without question. Yeah. Because there's always, every Thanksgiving, the whole family's there, and there's always one guy or one lady that you think, oh, my gosh, do we actually have to sit here for the whole thing and listen to this person? Or Go sit know. at the kids' table just so you don't yeah, have right, to do that. Yeah, right, just so you person. don't have to do that. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, so those are really cool. Then I also did a vote on what you want to happen when uh, Robinson Cano returns, and of that vote... Uh, it's it's pretty obvious what you think. Only 12% think he should go back to second base full-time. 46% say he should split time with Healy at first base. 29% say split time at DH. And 13% say just leave him on the bench. They're, I guarantee you they're not going to leave him on the bench. I doubt they're going to put him back at second base. So I think you're right. Basically, you know, almost uh, 75% of you think that he'll split some time with Healy at first base and split some time DHing with Nelson Cruz. And we have some here on the text line, by the way, that just said what they thought should happen. Here's one from the 206 that says, realistically, Healy deserves to be at first. Taking him out of the lineup would hurt the club. Here's one from the 206 also that says, you can't sit Cano. You're already playoff bound. Get players time off. And he will play first, second, and DH. That gives Nelson, Ryan, and D some days off. So, and I'm sure it'll probably be something like that. Want to play him everywhere, and one day he's at each of those positions just to give. Right. It's interesting. But here's my favorite from Brad at the four two five. Cano can be Ichiro's special assistant. <laughs> <laughs> they can both sit on the bench incognito. So there's all kinds of great ones. Uh, you guys have done a really good job on the text line today to give us your thoughts, especially on what happens next for the Golden State Warriors. Look, they signed DeMarcus Cousins yesterday, which is, you know, obviously not LeBron James, but you're talking about a guy that's a big-time rebounder. When he got hurt last year in January, uh, Torres Achilles attendant, he was averaging over 12 rebounds a game and I think over 24 points. So, And they got him for only $5.3 million. So basically, got the guy for nothing. He's not going to be ready when the season starts, probably December, but he certainly can come in and give them some big rebounding. That's the only thing it seems like 
this team lacked. It's maybe the best shooting team of all time with all the guys they have, with Clay Thompson, with Durant, with Curry, just unbelievable. And now they've got a guy in there that can really get them some big boards. The only question is, he's a little bit of a head case. Is he going to come in and be a disruption or not? So as we talked about in the segment earlier with Mike Harmon, that's that's a little bit of the question mark going forward. But let's say he is. What have you lost? You just tell him, see ya, uh, this isn't working out, and you're gone. You haven't really lost anything. Uh, I think the chance he's going to have to come in and play for a championship team, he's going to be fine with that. He's going to come in. Look, he can score, but what they really need to do is him to get in there and get some boards. That's the biggest thing, and he can do that. So I think it's a great signing for them, and I'm surprised no one else, if for nothing else, I'm surprised none of these other teams, like Boston, for example, who apparently talked to him, didn't sign him just so Golden State wouldn't have him. It's such a cheap contract. I know. It's amazing. It's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. So it's really surprising. Uh, Going forward, the big news, it's going to happen at some point. What's going to happen with Kawhi Leonard with the Spurs? Uh, Will they trade him to the Lakers? Uh, will they try and make amends with him, which I don't see. There's any possibility of that happening. So what's going to happen with him? Is he the guy that can take the Lakers over the top, giving them another big-time player out there with LeBron James? Or do they go in this year with LeBron James kind of being uh, Cleveland West, I guess, and and try to win it that way when you're going to have to beat the Warriors in your own conference? So good luck with that. Yeah, I, I I don't see that happening. So we're going to see what happens as that goes forward. It'll be interesting to see. We got some great stuff coming up in our next segment. By the way, we're going to talk a lot of NBA with Eldred Rickansner. He's a great guy, former NBA player, former Washington Huskies guard, and current Pac-12 Network analyst. We're going to talk to him about what's going on in the NBA. How does he feel about it? How does he feel about the fact that? You know, parody is not something you have in the NBA these days. Will you ever have it? Does it matter? We're going to talk to him about that. We're going to talk to him about LeBron. We're going to talk to him about all things NBA and basketball when we come up on the next segment. Should be a lot of fun, a lot of cool stuff to go. And then at the end of that segment, we're also going to announce the winner, the guy that gets, or our female that gets the $25 certificate to Georgetown Brewery on your most creative thoughts about what happens next for the Warriors. And we just got another text in that I have to read. Oh, all right, let's it get might it. be one of my favorites. Put it on they, they've just signed Timgus, the the this the AMPM <laughs> record, yeah, the, the, right. the guy the, who's made the of guy food, that's all food to yeah. be their new nutritionist. Oh perfect. That might be one of my perfect. favorites of the day. Those have got to be the craziest commercials <laughs> ever. I look at those I literally look at those and, and say to my wife sometimes who who watches that if you're the head of the company and says, oh, yeah, that's that's what I want? How do you explain that as the advertising guy? But well, it works. Everyone yes, knows it, what it is now. It does, though, because you have yeah. every what, every company, like Geico is perfect at this, right? You come up with a representative to Crazy. show on your commercials with cavemen, with ducks, with whatever. This is AMPM's thing. It's Tungus, and it's awesome. I, I want to bring in Tungus and interview him on this. <laughs> that's our next step. Stick with us. We'll be right back on Sports Radio 950 KJR. In Seattle Sports. And the greatest fans in the world. On Seattle's original diehard sports station. Sports Radio 950 KJR. Now back to Bucket and the Gas Man. Hi, everybody. Terry Blood back with you in for Jason Puckett this week. I'm here along with Jackson Feltz. We'll be here also Thursday and Friday. 
We'll have some great shows. I'm certain of that. I want to mention one thing. By the way, uh, Jackson, I can't believe that uh, uh, LeBron James turned this down. This is in USA Today this morning. Uh, apparently, the Lawrence, Kasna, uh, Lawrence Ka- uh, Kansas Police Department has their own league, and they offered uh, LeBron James to come play in their league. They offered him $43,178 a year to come play in their <laughs> league. By the way, I've figured it up in my bad math skills. Uh-huh. Uh the contract that LeBron got uh, for the Lakers pays him, in comparison, $740,000 a week and $10,547 a day. So uh, they did say, though, they do have a uh, tweet here from the Lawrence, Kansas Police Department, said, We are extremely disappointed. LeBron James declined our offer of $43,178 a year to come play for the Lawrence Police Department. If the Lakers haven't already offered you that $154 million, we'll still have a spot for you. That's really nice. So everyone's talking about it, whether it's Los Angeles or Cleveland or even Lawrence, Kansas. And to join us now and talk about that and other things NBA on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline is Eldridge Rickasner, former Washington Huskies guard, former NBA player, and now Pac-12 Network analyst. Eldridge, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me, man. I appreciate it. Well, what do you think of all this? I mean, wow, LeBron James is now a Laker. I guess that's not a huge surprise. And now we've had, you know, kind of try to one-up each other. Golden State signs DeMarcus Cousins to bring him in and and get on the boards for them next year a little bit. Uh, Wow, it it seems like uh, is the NBA still a situation, Eldridge, where the rich get richer and we just can't seem to, to help the little guy too much in this league? Yeah, you know, I think the whole free agency thing is has really gotten out of hand. As a basketball fan, you like you like to see some type of balance, but the NBA, Golden State Warriors, and turned into a monopoly, man. I've I've never heard of five All Stars being on one team. I heard the Celtics had it back in seventy five, seventy six, but it's just unheard of. Uh, you know, in, in my era when I played, and you know, I I just don't like the fact that all the guys are loading up, getting on one team, but. You know, that there's a saying, the only thing that's constant is change. And, and now the change seems to be these super teams, and everybody wants one, and nobody seems to be better at it than the Golden State Warriors. It's amazing what they've done. I guess I guess at least we can say we won't have another Cleveland-Golden State final next year, more than likely. <laughs> at least maybe the Philly and Boston are happy. My left foot. I wouldn't have bet my life on that one, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw today and yesterday the odds of Cleveland winning next year were 500 to 1. So, uh, yeah, I think they're done. But, you know, what about that? I mean, there's some people who say, look, it's great to have these incredible teams with these great players uh, that just, you know, the Golden State Warriors are the, maybe the greatest team of all time. And now the Lakers are going to be showtime again with LeBron and, and that kind of thing. And there's others that say, yeah, but what about us in Milwaukee? You know, what about Sacramento? What about, you know, all that kind of stuff. So can the league get to a point down the road where there's a little more chance for more teams? Because it seems like now it's kind of marginalized the regular season and where it's it's all about the playoffs and the regular season doesn't seem to have as much meaning. Is that the way it's going to be for a while, you think? You know, I don't think there's much the league can do about it. You know, uh, with free agency and the way guys can communicate with each other, guys are playing on the all-star team together, guys are playing on USA basketball together, and they're getting together saying, hey, down the line, I would like to play with you. I mean, that's what LeBron did with, with uh, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh when he went to Miami. 
And now you see what's going on with Golden State. You know, they, they were already loaded. They go out and get KD. You, you think, well, they don't need anything else. They didn't really need KD. And now they get DeMarcus <laughs> Cousins, man. I just, I just don't see how the league is going to prevent this from happening in the future. And guys are willing to take – I mean, DeMarcus Cousins, a max player, if he's healthy, took $5 million. So Incredible. guys are willing to gamble on themselves, take less money, you know, and, and, and then get paid down the line. You know, LeBron, I was really hoping LeBron would stay in Cleveland, man. I was hoping somebody like a DeMarcus Cousins or Dwight Howard or some other superstar would go play with him because I think he deserves that. But I just think he got tired of carrying the load. He got tired of that burden, you know, because them making it to the finals this year, man, just blew my mind. I don't, I don't see how he couldn't be MVP of the league because – Nobody else could have did that with that Cleveland Cavaliers team that he had. I'm with you on that. He was absolutely amazing. Uh, the regular season, too, and then what he did in the playoffs was phenomenal. So where where does this go now for the Lake? Where does this go now for the Lakers? I mean, obviously, now you've got your superstar, but do they need to bring in a Kawhi Leonard or you know somebody like that for them to have a legit, any realistic chance of getting to the Warriors next season? Yeah, I don't think, you know, I don't think they have enough. You know, obviously they'll make the playoffs because LeBron led Cleveland to the finals. So he'll he'll make the playoffs in the West. But Lance Stevens, I don't know if Kevin Durant is going to go for Lance Stevens blowing in his ear or Draymond Green. I don't think that's going to work with them. So I think they need one more guy. And, I, you know, and, 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 and I'm assuming that they're – I don't know what their money situation is now. You know, they signed Lance Stevens and they signed JaVale McGee. But then they signed Rajon Rondo, which I, I really don't get because now you got Rondo – you got Alonzo Ball and you have Isaiah Thomas, which means Isaiah Thomas, Alonzo Ball, one of those guys got to be out of the picture. I just yeah. don't understand that the, the Rondo moves, but I would still think they're trying to make a pitch for Kawhi Leonard. And if they get Kawhi Leonard, you know, then it's, then it's a conversation, you know, they could definitely compete with the Houston Rockets. Whether or not they can beat the Golden State Warriors with, 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 with Boogie Cousins, if he's healthy, is another question. But, uh, you know, I think LeBron was looking beyond basketball. I think he was looking at his years after he retired and trying to set himself up in L.A., and I think that's a good move for him. But I really wanted to see him stay in Cleveland and have somebody join him there. But uh, like I said, I think he just got tired of carrying that burden. I think you're right, and I think this time it wasn't just about uh, money or even just about winning for him. I think it's you know a lot about his family, his son's out there yeah. playing. He's got a home now in Brentwood. And I think he feels like, you know, he's so uh, socially conscious and does so many things outside of basketball. I, I, I think he felt like that L.A. was a place where he could do more of that than he can in Cleveland. So, Well, you, you know, Terry uh, Irvin just made a movie. Uncle Drew, it was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. You know, LeBron used to have his commercials. So, you know, who knows what the limit is now for LeBron being in L.A. He's right in the backyard of Hollywood. He can go into movies like Kyrie did. And, uh, you know, the sky's the limit for LeBron, man. He, he's such a talented guy. You know, and like I said, I just I just hate to see him, you know, leave Cleveland again because, you know, hell, what's going to happen to the Cleveland Cavaliers, man? I mean, downtown's going to be a ghost town now. You know, I don't – 500 to 1, I think that's being nice. I think it's way worse than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the other odds on that were uh, – so the Lakers have gone all the way up to 7-2, to two, but the Warriors, and I think this came out actually before they knew that they had got Cousins, were 10-11. to 11. <laughs> So you had to bet 11 to win 10 on the on the Warriors. So, yeah, it may be 10-20 to 20 at this point. I'm not sure, but, yeah, it's incredible. So the, the Rondo thing is, is curious to me because – you got a veteran player. You came in. I mean, is he just coming in to because they think he can help make ball better? Is he insurance for them in case the whole ball family situation goes crazy and LeBron can't stand it? I mean, where do you see that going for them? 
You know, I have no idea, man, because he played so great for, for, for New Orleans this year. I actually went down when the Pelicans played the Blazers in game one. I mean, he was phenomenal defensively on Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. You know, and he seemed to play so well with, with uh, you know, with Anthony Davis. I just I just don't get it, man. The, the, the thing that bothered me when, when, when Kyrie and LeBron were playing together, they both needed the ball in their hands. And, and I'll sidetrack for a second and say I didn't think that the Chris Paul-James Harden deal was going to work because both of those guys needed the ball all the time. But somehow they seemed to put it off because those two guys shot the ball almost every time. I mean, it was ridiculous. I've never seen an NBA game ran like an AAU team, but that's the Houston Rockets. It's like the – the professional AAU team. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was a problem for Kyrie and and uh, and LeBron, and I, and I know when Isaiah got there, it probably was a problem for him. So when you add Rondo and Ball, who both need the ball in their hand, Rondo can't shoot. There's no yeah. knock on this game, but he's not a shooter. He's a facilitator. And they, they list LeBron as small forward, but LeBron James is the point guard. I've never seen him not bring the ball up the court. He brings the ball up the court every single time. So – Rondo can't. He, he's not a spot up shooter. Not guy. a two guard. I, I, yeah, I just don't get that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't get that move at all. I don't know. And I don't know if they're acquiring more assets to trade somebody to make room for Kawhi. But there has to be another play left. There has to be another move left because the Lakers, as they sit right now, with Rondo, Lance Stevenson, Lonzo Ball, Isaiah Thomas, is not going to work. Yeah. You know, I, I'm no. I'm no NBA GM, but I've been around basketball long enough to know that that's not going to work. So it wouldn't surprise me that if they had one more big move. Planned. You would think something else has got to go down there. So let me ask you be, now in the now in the be. East, you know, between Philadelphia and Boston, who do you see the team that will take charge now in the East? Those are two really talented young teams with a lot of up and coming stars. Uh which of those teams do you see taking charge now? You know, I like Philadelphia a lot. Like everybody else, I like Joel Embiid. Uh, I'm, I'm going down to LSU watching Ben Simmons play. I think he's phenomenal. I like their young team. And I think that the, the, the missing link for them is Markel Folks. If Markel Folks can mm-hmm. regain his confidence and get his shot back, I think they might be able to hang with the Boston Celtics. But if he can't, I don't. I just don't see anybody in the East beating the Boston. The Boston Celtics damn near made the, the NBA Finals without Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. Think about that. For yeah, me. yeah. I mean, they damn near made the Finals without those two guys. So you talk about those two guys coming back, Brown having another year under his belt, Tatum having another year under his belt. Man, the sky's the limit for the Boston Celtics. It's gonna be like the glory days all over again. They'll they'll be a feature, I think, in Eastern Conference for the next five years. Um, if Markel Fultz can can get his swag back. You know, I, I, I Philadelphia, but without him, I just don't. I just don't think they beat they beat Boston. Have you ever seen a situation, Eldridge, like what happened with Markel Fultz? I mean, it's the weirdest thing for a guy to just never, completely lose his shot like that. Never in my life have I seen anything like that. Never in my life have have have, have as the public received such little information. I called Markel Fultz's games, and the first game I called, he had thirty two, and I don't even think he shot up a bunch of balls. I don't remember what his stats were shooting-wise, but I just thought the kid was phenomenal. He had an awesome pull-up jump shot. He could shoot the three. His free throw was great. You know, when I saw the way he was shooting, I thought, well, he's injured. You know, and now they're saying he, he had the hip. So, man, I don't – I've never seen anything like it. I know it has to be a lot of pressure when you're drafted number one overall. I have a couple friends that were drafted number one, and they were telling me about the pressure. But I've never seen anybody go through what he went through. And he's such a nice young man. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I really like Markel, folks. I, I really hope he can get his confidence back. And get his shot back because, uh, like I said, when you're when you're drafted number one overall, you know there's a lot of expectations, man. I don't know if it was just pressure that got to him or if his shoulder was really injured. You know, the Philadelphia 76ers hadn't said anything. He hasn't said anything. But you look at his shot and you you know you just go, wow, man, it's, it's just unreal. And he was so talented his freshman year at UW. The numbers that guy put up as a true freshman 
were phenomenal. Well, before I let you go, let me ask you a little bit about the Huskies. Obviously, Coach Hopkins did a phenomenal job last year turning that program around. They really seem to be on the right track. I just went to, I covered quite a few of their games last year, and it was it was just electric in there again. People were having fun. They're having big crowds, big student turnouts again. Uh, do you see that team continuing to progress under Coach Hopkins going forward? Oh yeah, I, I, I definitely do. They got everybody back. You know, he, he, he has another year under his belt to tweak that to tweak that zone a little bit more. People just couldn't figure it out. But, man, I, I just I can't say enough about what Coach Hopkins did. If you had told me they was going to win 21 games, I would have bet every damn thing I got. I don't know. <laughs> we all would. I it all. You must be the lost your damn mind. There ain't no way they're winning 21 games. So what he did was just was just amazing. I mean, not only was it the best story in the Pac-12, I think it was one of the best stories in all of college basketball. You know, Matisse Thibault's back. Nora Dickerson is back. They need to get some more consistent point guard play. I'm not sure what they're going to do with David Chris. If they're going to leave him at the one and slide him, slide him over to the two or bring him off the bench, I'm not sure. You know, Jalen Noel, the kid that probably could have tested the waters this year, he's coming back for his sophomore season. I think the, I think the Huskies, uh, the one thing I know is they, people weren't ready for him last year. This year, folks are going to be ready for right. him. So going out of the gate, it's going to be more challenging. But I, but I agree with you, Terry. I was at that Arizona game, man. When they well, that was fun. Man. It doesn't get any better than that. That was the most electric that college basketball anywhere in the country can be. So it was just a it was just a really good feeling to see the Huskies playing some good competitive basketball again. It was. It was great to see them win again, and I think only big things are ahead for them. So, Eldridge, thanks so much. It's been fantastic, your insights and everything you know about the NBA and about basketball in general. We really appreciate you coming on the show. Great stuff, and, and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me, and hopefully, man, we'll get the Sonics back. I know that probably ain't what everybody want to hear right now, but I, I really miss the Sonics, man. And uh, we all do. You know, ten, yesterday was the ten years since they've been since they announced they were leaving. So wow. Yeah, just you know, when you think we could have had Westbrook, Harden, and and, and KD all oh. on the same team right here in our own. You're killing me. Want to puke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I know. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Thanks so yeah. much. That's Eldrick Rikasner. You can hear him on Fox on Pac-12 Network, and he's also the former Husky guard, former NBA player. He's on the Pac-12 Network now. Great analyst, fantastic segment. Well, guess what? It's time to announce our winner for the $25 certificate to Georgetown Brewery, and there are a lot of great ones in here. Okay, we're going to pick it down now. I, I What are we going to do here, Jackson? You want to pick down to two and then make a decision? Yeah, so I mean, we, we kind of gave our, our top three in there, which was unfortunate because all three of ours, each of ours, were, were not the same. So it's a little, Yeah, it's little, harder. Well, I did, I did that on purpose, actually. Oh, well. Okay, <laughs> to make it harder. Well, then give me your actual top three. I don't want the one no, that's not mine. Well, yeah. some of those were, but I, I guess at this point, if I'm going to, if I'm going to narrow it down to two, right. uh, one would be uh, certainly be the clone of Michael Jordan, and the other one would be uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin bringing the beer with the beers and whiskey. I can I can dig with you on the Steve Austin. I think that okay. that was creative, and then and then not only what the contract was for was probably the additional create because that was. Uh, which one? I was trying to find it right here. That was the well. Th- there was the one where the Bigfoot for fifteen dollars. That was yeah. That's one. <laughs> there was the here we go. The four year deal worth three hundred and sixteen cases of Budweiser and one right. bottle of whiskey. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Like so, that. all right. So what have we narrowed it down here to? To, to Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right. And uh, what else did you? Did you well, like one of yours. Else? I mean, I like some of you. The giraffe, Jeffrey. That was a, that was a really good one. The Kool Aid guy. 
So yeah, and then Tungus just came through as well. I thought that Tungus. was so that Tungus was, may be a, a late, uh, a late definite contender here. Well, we got Curtis Calhoun here. Maybe here in the update booth. Maybe he can weigh in uh, and and be a deciding vote. So weigh in on his favorite, whatever he likes. Yes. That I don't even so, know. If Curtis, Curtis even know Tungus? So <laughs> no so, clue. No clue. Who, the you, know, you know the commercial. The guy who's made of food. Made of food in the commercials. For, oh yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. So he's he's a contender. I mean, just to reset. I don't because. Curtis, uh, I mean, listen, you just got here in place of Neil Scott. Yeah, we kind of right. threw Curtis under the bus there. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this whole thing is, is trying to figure out who or what is going to be the next thing to sign with the Golden State Warriors because they're accumulating everybody here. Oh. So, 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 Terry, why don't here? So we'll, we'll go over them. We'll, we'll, we'll go, go over them. The so, ones. again, what are your so favorites? So, one was, uh, you know, they signed Bigfoot to a $15 contract. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, I didn't even mention one. Uh, uh, they signed Vladimir Putin because that will ensure that they can rig the 2018-2019 season. Like, they yeah. need that. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, a good one. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, the one we just talked about was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Another one, they're going to clone a Michael Jordan and bring him in to join the lineup. Uh, that was a, that was a good one, and um, we just got Tungus as the uh, nutritionist for the okay. Warriors. Uh, I also went with and the, the Kool Aid guy, the Kool Aid guy as well. So Every, that whenever he dreams of three, he goes, "Oh he, yeah!" He breaks, he goes, I, "Oh yeah!" And breaks go. through some barrier <laughs> of some sort. And then yeah. the last one I had was uh, the giraffe from Toys R Us needs a new job, so the Warriors are going to sign the giraffe. Man, those are all really those good are good. They, These guys were bringing it today. They yeah. want that twenty five dollars certificate for Georgetown Brewery. <laughs> yeah. Man, I really like the Vladimir Putin All right, bit. I'm voting that. for that one. All right, that's, that's one funny. vote. My vote will go to it. Then we're going to give Jackson the deciding vote. That's yeah, just, yeah, that's, yeah. That's scary. Well, we're going to give Curtis the deciding So, I mean, I'm, I'm going with Putin. If you want to, you're, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're good with that? That's too funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, then I, then it doesn't matter what I pick. That's two out of three, right? So, oh, was Putin, was Putin not one of yours, Terry? No, it's one of mine. I mean, we're we're narrowing it down to the winner now, right? We're trying to agree on who really deserves the three. Who, who really deserves the three? Okay. Well, yeah. then it's Vladimir Putin. Uh, the Tungus is one of them, right? Yeah. Tungus is and one then of them. Stone Cold and Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right, so, so that's our three. So those are our three. Right, Vladimir Putin, Tungus, the food guy, are uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin coming in for a million beers or whatever it was so curtis who's the next golden state warrior i'd say putin putin all right all putin right. it is that's too good all right all right vladimir putin jackson's the beer <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah right so uh all right so jackson is that your uh yeah i will we'll go with that and uh, i'll call the person up and they get there you go vladimir putin comes in to guarantee the league is rigged and they will win the 2018-29 championship like they need it to be rigged they don't but hey that was a that was a very creative thought that's just the backup plan that's the backup plan in case anything goes wrong <laughs> so hey Really, truly, thanks, everybody, for weighing in on that. We had tons of responses on that thing. They were all really great. And congratulations on your $25 certificate to Georgetown Brewery, which I learned today will get you three growlers of beer. That's awesome. If I go over there and you want to let me have one of them, I'm good with that. <laughs> so, hey, that's a great thing. We really, really, really appreciate that. So we've uh, we've got one more segment today. We're going to talk some more about the Mariners. We're going to talk some more about what's going on in the NBA. And we're going to talk some more about our votes for the 4th of July. What was your winner of what you need the most, what you want the most to happen for your 4th of July celebration. We'll be right back with one more segment of Sports Radio 950 KJR.
ladies and gentlemen. Coming to you live on Seattle's original diehard sports station, Seattle Sports Radio 950, KJR. Now back to Bucket and the Gas Man. Hi, everybody. One last segment here for me, Terry Blunt. I'm here with Jackson Feltz. And guess what? We have a reprieve in our contest for all of you who are crying in your lack of beer. Now you get a second chance, the finalist with a second chance. So get this. First of all, we had decided between the three of us, me, Jackson, and Curtis, we all decided that the winner was going to be the Vladimir Putin uh, guy who said that Vladimir Putin would rig the season for them. But that guy happens to live in Oregon at the 541. So he said, hey, give it to somebody else who's closer that can actually come up and use it. So we talked it over. We said, sure, let's go with the Stone Cold Steve Austin guy. Guess what? That guy's in what? Grand Rapids, Michigan? That's correct. Holy cow. I don't think he's coming down to Georgetown Brewery anytime soon. So the winner by default, congratulations, is Tungus, the food guy from the commercial. That is awesome. To be the team's nutritionist. That is just so cute. <laughs> Tungus is the new nutritionist for the Warriors. By the way, we have a secondary text that goes with that from Grant of the 206 says, you know, I've never seen Tungus and Puckett in the same place. I'm, I'm wondering if there might be the same person. Well, uh, you know, I now if seen, that's true, that's a disqualification. I have seen Puckett nibbling his arm before when he's really <laughs> hungry. So. so that would so that would be a disqualification. But no, seriously, congratulations, uh, Tungus. What area code was that, Jackson? That was a two five three. Zach right. uh, Zach was the winner for that one. A man by my own heart there in the two five three. So there you go. Congratulations. Uh, you, you know, nothing better than you think you've lost a contest only to find out moments later that you're actually the winner. So congratulations. And it's really cool that we have people texting in from all over that wanted to give their response to that. So that's really neat. Next time we'll have to watch closer what the area code is on that. So uh, great. You get your $25 certificate to Georgetown Brewery. Uh, use it however you will. Great place, fun place, and Thanks for participating in that. By the way, uh, we're in the 86th minute now of the World Cup final uh, game between England and Colombia. England is up 1-0 with uh, five minutes in stoppage time left to go. So a header there just now by Colombia that was no good. So it's looking like uh, Jackson's going to be right there. England probably is going to move on in that situation. And they have a pretty easy window, I think, to get to, to get a little bit further, too. So they'll face Gustav Svensson in Sweden if they can hold on. So the there you go. So no doubt about it. Remember the Mariners tonight start their three-game uh, series against the Angels. If they win two of those, they can all but bury the Angels, win all three, and the Angels folks are done. They have one task in that series, and that is to get out Mike Trout. Get that's Marines. Get out, Mike Trout. If they can do that, they're probably going to win. Uh, the Angels do get Otani back tonight. Probably it's, it looks like he's going to come off the DL just as a hitter. So he may be the DH or pinch hit. He's not ready to come back and pitch because of his uh, elbow ligament sprain. But he is ready to come back and hit. That'll help them a little bit. But. Uh, This is a big thing for the Mariners. They have a seven-game winning streak, of course, and if they can really go to town against the Angels, they can basically bury them. They can end it for the Angels. And in now, alive and well with us, is the mayor himself. Ian Furness has arrived. Tell us a little bit about what you think is going to happen with the Mariners and Angels, Ian. Two or three, buddy. Two or three, Terry. It's going to be two or three, right? You take that? I'll take two. I'll take two. You'll take two, absolutely. Series win, man. Just get a series win against – I mean – 
I think it's you're on a seven game winning streak. You beat two bad teams in the process, but you did. I mean, which is awesome. Uh, Tan might be asking a little much, <laughs> a little, especially as a Mariner fan. But uh, <laughs> I, boy, if you could win, yeah, if don't you, get greedy. But you're right, boy. Imagine what's in front of you. The opportunity if you could take all three games, and and honestly, just say goodbye to yeah. a team that's already struggling, scuffling with injuries. Yeah, they got all kinds of. I mean, they're just not playing well. So. If you could take, if you, boy, if you swept them, that's just one less team to worry about. I mean, really, you look at how yeah. it is right now. It, it, the top four have separated themselves. They just, they really have. The top four have separated themselves, and then Cleveland probably out of the central. It's weird. It's going to be, I was reading Ken Rosenthal in The Athletic. We're going to talk to Corey Brock today. Our weekly visit with him from The Athletic and, and Rosenthal's weekly column. He puts, you know, he talks about trade rumors and different things like that. And as he points out, he goes, really, the, the AL is almost decided. It's incredible. Yeah. I've not, never not seen going to win the division. Like Right, yeah. I mean, like, like the East is up for grabs, the West is up for grabs, the Central more than likely it'll be Cleveland when it's right. all said and done. But the wild cards are all but decided. It's the, you know who you know the playoff teams are. I in the have America. never seen a season where at the All Star break it would be shocking to see if all, those five teams weren't the five that made it. They have to have a catastrophic meltdown. Yeah, like and because even if another team went on a roll, you'd have to have a catastrophic meltdown for sure. Now the the National League's much different. Much different. Yeah. So what's happened there basically is I think two of the teams that were the big favorites going in, Washington and L.A., got off to horrendous yeah. starts, and now they're coming on. Mm-hmm. Dodgers are starting to get it together. They're coming back. Look, they're only a game and a half behind Arizona now. Washington's playing a lot better now. But the surprise team, I guess, of the season, uh, other than the Mariners, would have to be the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, Just an amazing that, – that's a young team – that is kind of looks like they're trying to do kind of what the Astros did. Mm-hmm. They kind of started over, got some really outstanding young players, and and filled it in with some veterans. They're playing fantastic, but yeah, the National League's up for grabs, but the American League not so much. No. So the Mariners now are in a position where you know if they could take two of these three and then take two or three after that before they close out the homestand. Wow, uh, they're just in a place where no one could have imagined they would be. Well, if you go four and two in the next six, you, you just you're laughing. You're just laughing yeah. at that point in time. I mean, that'd just be it's it's. But I, you know, I, I as Mariner fans, you just kind of expect something bad to happen. Like you're just kind yeah. of waiting for that shoe to drop, right? Like what's going to happen to this team? What's going to be the, the you know? But they've already kind of gone through that. Yeah. I mean, you look through the lineup, and is it everyone except for Seager? That's on. That's a regular everyday player. Everyone's been on the DL at some point. Is that right? I mean, it's Seager and Hanniger. I think Hanniger's ha- played almost every day. Has he not? But didn't Hanniger go? He got banged yeah. up. Didn't or, he? There's, there's one other player that's played. Did he fall down the stairs, day. or was that Healy? Who's I, I, I can't the Goofy injuries. I yeah. can't caught up. Uh, they've been. They've had a problem with stairs this year. I, I know. I know. At one point, I think like at, at one point, seven of the nine position players yeah. had been out or were out or were going to be out, etc. And and yet they've survived. And the pitching staff is better than you thought it would be. You're getting guys like Gonzalez that have been fantastic. Leak in his last nine has been awesome. Yep. Uh, Felix is getting better, but I think what we see is what we're going to get with him. And then Paxton has the ability to shut you down every night. I mean, it's been pretty sensational. The one thing they can't have happen, knock on wood here, mm-hmm. is something to happen to Eddie Diaz. That's yeah. the one thing they can't Too many one-run games, too important. And it's obvious that, that Colum A, I mean, I don't know how he got those 40-whatever saves it was to <laughs> you know, last year. It's, he didn't look like the same guy, but part of it's a mindset, too. Yeah. Right? I mean, those guys have that weird mindset. So, What else you got going on today? Uh, we'll talk to Trent Rush, uh, Angels pre- and post-game host. Uh, he'll join us cool. to give us a little preview of what's going on. You mentioned Otani. I mean, that's the big question. Sounds like he's coming mm-hmm. back. 
Um, not to pitch, which is fine, because I think we saw him here earlier <laughs> right. in the year, and he was really good. Did you go to that game? Did you? I did, yeah. Yeah, he was lights uh, bloody man. out, wasn't he? You know, that's the whole thing. I mean, if they knew when they got him that this was an issue, and that came up obviously right after he signed, but if you get that guy healthy again, whatever mm-hmm. that takes, holy cow. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. so I'll check in with Trent. At about 145, Corey Brock will join us in the 2 o'clock hour live from Safeco, brought to you by the Michaels family of dealerships. Uh, and then a couple of things we're going to talk My opening statement today has to do with soccer, uh, and it has something that actually you, you actually brought up the topic earlier, and we'll, uh, we'll get to that. Uh, the, just the, the, the theatrics are embarrassing, so we'll, uh, we'll touch it's on that. It's crazy. Uh, Dennis Dodd wrote a great column today for CBS Sports about what the Big Ten's trying to do with full disclosure of college football injuries. Hmm. And I think there's a few more layers to it than just that, although gambling's at the forefront. And then uh, last I checked, there's some news around the NBA that we could discuss today, too. Sounds great. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. I will be back on Thursday and Friday along with Jackson Feltz. Stick around now for Ian Furness on Sports Radio 950 KJR. No shirt, no shoes, no dice. Anybody like to smoke some pot? I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to rub you. But you were born to rub me first. What do you need my address for? We'd like to send out a mailer. Mother of-